fell in love with the lifestyle. Fuck funny. Black shades. Black shades. Nightclub. Nightclub. She won't fuck me. She don't love me. Lifestyle. Lifestyle. Strapped up, but I'm iced down. All white grill with the black towel. She don't wanna love me. Lifestyle. Lifestyle. When I asked what people would like to listen to, the word lifestyle was given. What is lifestyle? I decided to find out what the definition was. Lifestyle is the interests, opinions, behaviours and behavioural orientations of an individual, group or culture. Leaves a pretty wide scope, doesn't it? So it seems to cover everything a person or group likes to do, watch or hear. So over the next few weeks I'll try to do some informational lifestyles. Oops, good luck, eh? It's my lifestyle, it's my lifestyle, it's my lifestyle, it's my lifestyle. lifestyle. Today in Lifestyle we're going to look at a couple of things. We're going to look at a little bit of bare rooting in the garden. We're also going to look at a couple of things from the Colex Shire and also a couple of people, the Red Violets, which Jonathan had an interview with just recently, and here it is. Joining me on the line, I have Claire and Jill from uh, the Red Violets. How's it going, ladies? Hi, Jonathan. How are you, mate? Hi, Jonathan. Fantastic. Thanks for uh, having a chat today. Oh, thanks for having us. We're, we're excited. Excited well, to be a part of it. This is a very, very exciting time for you. It has been pretty exciting. Pretty overwhelming. Because you have just released and recorded uh, your first original song. People would uh, know the Red Violets. Playing around Colac and surrounding district for uh, a number of years now. But uh, yeah. this is your first original tune that's been released. Yeah. yeah. So we've been, it's been 14 years in the making. We've played together for 14 years. So yeah, and a bit of isolation. Yes, um, definitely. Gave us this beautiful time to clear the mind and and put some pen to paper, and that this is what's come out of it. So between the two of you, um, how did you get the band together? Probably through uh, sort of a friendship um, at the start, and uh, and then we started together, and then the journey's been you know having families as well. And yes. Sir. Yeah. So we had, you know, there's been stages when we've had more time to put into the music and probably now that our children are a little older, we've um, really enjoyed having, you know, this really special, beautiful time together where we can, you know, really focus on, on doing what we enjoy and we've got um, that time to probably really think about which direction we, we want to head as well. Mm-hmm. We've probably, um, like now I've got my youngest off to school, Lewis, he went this year. And I suppose we've sort of, yeah, had a bit more time. We're probably in the last 18 months, would you say. We've really given it a real push, our music, Mm -hmm. and um, just between gigs. And we've written a few shows. um, We've put together a few tributes and really put the time, I suppose, that we've always wanted to do. Yes, yeah. But obviously busy lives take over, but we've really... um, yeah, put our energy in, into it. And, yeah, we've always sort of spoke about writing our own stuff. And at the start of lockdown, I remember we rang each other and I said, you know what, this is our time. Yep. This is the time to put pen to pay room. This is what we're going to do. Use it productively. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And we probably started to, um, with this journey, see, um, you know, things that we had that time to really look around and, um, as the song said, smell the roses and sip the tea and and really prioritise what's important, you know, all the things that we know, but really enjoy that special time of, you know, 
winding back and just really um, enjoying the simple things, which, you know, the, the song actually absolutely says it all with yeah. um, all the beautiful messages in it. And we were just um, felt really passionate about this song, about what we needed to... Um, the, the messages in it, the words in the song were the most important. So we stripped it right back and that's why it's sort of become almost like a, it's a ballad really um, and it's about the messages in it. Definitely. And it has, as you say, that message that uh, through isolation will be touching everybody. Yes. And we, and we really are sympathetic because there is two sides to lockdown. It, it, there's been, you know, that... that um, discovery of you know the simple things in um, life are really important, and then there's that real hardship, you know. And, but it's but it's like finding the light in the dark, and it's finding it's trying to find that positive out of mm. out of a bad time, you know, to try to pull you through the bad time. So, um, and you know, your family and your friends, that that's the key, isn't it? And it's like you know, you look around and you'll find your tribe. Yes. I think in times when it's really hard, you look around, those ones really close to you, they are your tribe. You know, the ones that make, the ones that you can trust and that you can make you feel alive, you mm-hmm. know. Um, it's pretty powerful stuff um, when you listen to it. Mm, yeah. And I think the thing is, too, um, Jonathan, with this, this time, there was a, in, the, in one of the verses we had about, you know, clearing the air and making some changes. I think our world, it's become so busy and so crazy and everyone's on a merry-go-round that I think it's been really lovely for us just to, to get back to the simple things, probably how our grandparents used to live and, and just to, to strip it all back and just to really enjoy just to, just doing those really lovely things, you know, whether it be just in the garden or um, not, not having, you know, this crazy routine that probably um, most of us sort of have, have been living by and um, mm. so it's been just a just a really nice time to um, yeah to like awakening this. isn't yeah, it yeah it probably is an awakening yeah. and you know we say here we set and start again and I think that's so powerful those, mm. um, that line in our in our mm. song as well for, for us all mm. I had a guy I was talking to yesterday about the song and he he was quite emotional about it actually yeah yeah I quite often talk to him about, you know, um, about the environment and, you know, a bit of global warming and, like, you know, even though this song has been about um, the simple things in life, it can be related to a lot of things, you know, and especially that line, like Jill said, heal, reset and start again, you know, um, let's all start again. It can be in so many different ways. It can be, you know... um, with the environment, it can be in our own personal lives, it can be in relationship, you can heal, restart and set again, it could be, you know, through illness, it could be, there's so many things, that's such an um, amazing line, isn't it? Mm. It was like hitting the jackpot when that one came out. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for having a chat today. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll take a listen to it right now and uh, we look forward to uh, th- this being the first of many. Oh, thanks, and, Jonathan. And thank you so much. Yeah, Jonathan, we really sure. appreciate your time and, and sharing sharing simplicity to all your yeah. listeners. It's pretty pretty cool. Yeah, we'll go and smell the rose. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute pleasure. Well, here it is then. This is the Red Violets with Simplicity. Waking up. 
That was the Red Violets there with Simplicity. What a great song. And thank you, Jonathan, for the interview. OCRFM is your local community radio station, playing a variety of music from across the ages, as well as special interest programs and community information. If you'd like to come on board as a volunteer and help out at outdoor broadcasts, behind the scenes, in production, media and publicity, or even do your own show, you can give us a call on 5232 or go to ocrfm.org. Let's have a look now at pets still being returned despite rental laws changing. Despite the laws being changed recently to protect pet owners living in rental accommodation, new data shows animals are still being returned due to people moving into new rental accommodation. The laws changed in Victoria on March the 2nd and pet owners have told that the lost dog's home they were still having to make the heartbreaking decision to choose between the pet they love and a place to live. In Victoria, renters can keep a pet in their rental property with written consent from their rental provider. But new figures from the Lost Dogs Home show 24 animals were returned between March and June this year where pet owners were selecting the moving no pets allowed option as the reason for the surrender of animals. Spokesperson for the Lost Dogs Home, Susanna Talaveski, said although the figure represented a 22% decrease for the same time last year, some pet owners were still not aware of the changes to legislation. Being an open shelter, we do not pass judgment on those that feel they need to return or surrender their pets, she continued. We accept all animals that come through our doors, regardless of breed, size, condition or anything else that may have led them to our doors. The home accepted and cared for more than 17,500 animals last year and rehomed or reunited 92% of those animals in need. How much is that dog in the window? Mighty Oak Trees there by Hank Williams Jr., which leads us into what we're going to be talking about now, bare root plants. And, of course, the oak tree being deciduous puts them in that category. So here it is about bare root plants. When the winter months arrive, many people think that gardening comes to a halt. Winter seasons contain a secret about May to September, which is a phenomenon gardeners term as bare root plant time. This is the time when you are able to plant dormant fruit trees, ornamental shrubs and deciduous trees, berry canes, young trees, rhubarb and loads of bare root hedging plants, plus roses to mention a few. The term bare root means simply that the plant is dormant or not actively growing, lifting the plants with as much of the soil taken off the roots as possible. The key to success of bare root plants is the transition from nurseries or moving plants in your own garden to another location in your garden. It is advised that you do not allow the plant roots to dry out or become exposed to freezing temperatures before planting. Bare root plants must be planted as soon as possible after getting them. If the area is not ready for the plants or the ground is frozen, the plants must be healed in to a temporary spot, either a good solid pot 
or another area of the garden until they do have a permanent home. They should not be put in a greenhouse or conservatory or in the house as they are outside plants. It is also suggested soaking the roots before transplanting. Planting the bare root stock is very easy depending on the size of the plant. Some will only require a spade depth. The ground or planting hole, including the area surrounding the new plant, should be clear of weeds, etc. Put in some general garden compost to the planting hole to make the initial environment better for the plant. Backfill the hole and heal in well to get all the air out. Water the plants well, as even though they are not actively growing, the roots will still need to be moist and not dry. If there's something happening in your local community, you'll hear about it on Community Radio. Community Radio promotes active volunteer participation in media production rather than passive consumption. Volunteers are the backbone of community broadcasting with almost 20,000 volunteers at community radio stations across Australia. Community Radio offers people from all walks of life the skills, resources and opportunities to understand media by actively participating in its creation. Support media accessibility by supporting your local community broadcaster. You're listening to Lifestyle here on OCRFM. And now Jonathan's going to talk to a lady about eggs and chickens. Joining me on the phone, I have Victoria's Deputy Chief Health Officer, Dr Angie Bone, to have a little bit of a chat about chickens. Good morning to you, uh, Angie. Good morning. Thank you very much for having a chat today. That's fine. Happy to. Well, uh, we're, we're going to talk uh, a little bit about uh, chickens this morning and uh, in particular people who keep chooks in their backyards and uh, collect their own eggs because recently there's been a few cases of salmonella that have been linked back to uh, household chooks. And so, Dr Angie, you've got uh, extensive experience and clinical expertise in regards to public health, having uh, worked as a medical doctor over in the UK around environmental hazards and infectious diseases. So uh, we're hoping this morning uh, you'll be able to have a bit of a chat to us about the benefits of uh, keeping chooks, but also how to do so safely. Yeah, sure. So um, the department gets notified when there are cases of salmonella in people. Mm-hmm. And we, when we get a cluster of a certain type of salmonella, we start looking back to try to work out if there's a common source, because then we can deal with the source. On this occasion, we've been told about um, nine cases of salmonella that occurred really in April and May. And as we've been gradually doing that traceback, we've discovered that of those nine cases, five of them have occurred in people who've kept backyard chickens. And Mm -hmm. that's quite unusual. So it's made us start thinking about a little bit more about how important it is for people to, to stay healthy when they're looking after chickens at home. And we don't by any means want to suggest that you shouldn't do it or that it's yep. dangerous because we know, you know, it's a really positive experience. We know how much kids particularly love that idea. And I think a lot of people at the moment are looking for that simpler life. Um, so really, it's just important to make sure that you stay safe. So the key things to do really are when you're keeping chickens is hand hygiene. So that means washing your hands thoroughly with soap and water as soon as possible after you've touched chickens or you've collected eggs or you're handling the kind of nesting material or cleaning up the litter and beating the coop. Um, and the other thing is to not make sure that it's just not the adults who are doing that, but it's the kids who are doing that as mm-hmm. well. Yes, yep. um, And that sets them up well for life. And I think the other thing is to try to avoid, if you can, kids putting their faces too close to the chickens because the salmonella gets in through your mouth. Right, um, and yep. so trying to avoid cuddling and kissing if you can. I know it's difficult if you love them, but that you know, <laughs> is really important. 
So that's, and, and the other thing that we suggest is, is try to, you, you know, reserve one set of shoes or boots for going into the chicken pen so that you're not walking that back into the house and then spreading any, you know, bacteria Potential that might bacteria, be on top yep. of your shoes around the house. Yep. So those are key things about chickens. Fantastic. And so people that uh, collect eggs uh, would be very aware that uh, majority of the time it can be a, a clean surface, but occasionally the, the chooks, well, it, it all comes out the same end. So uh, what, what should people do if they come across uh, eggs, perhaps that have any other matter on them when they're collecting them? Yeah, I think, you know, if the eggs are cracked, or if they're really badly soiled, it's better just to throw them away. Mm-hmm. If there's only a little bit of soiling, you can you know, use a tissue or use a bit of sandpaper or something to get that off. It's really not a great idea to wash eggs because if there's any bacteria on the outside of the shell, that can force it in, into the eggs. And then the other thing that's really important to understand about this particular type of salmonella, salmonella enterichidis, it's really unusual in Australia. It's quite common in other parts of the world, but it's not really that common in Australia. And it's unlike other types of salmonella, it gets into the egg before the egg is laid. Right, okay. So it gets into the white and into the yolk of the egg so that even if you're cleaning the shell, you're not going to be sure that you've, you've, you've dealt with the infection, any bacteria that are inside the egg. So it's really important to cook your eggs properly if you're concerned about salmonella enterocytosis. And that mm-hmm. means, you know, that the, the yolk and the white, white essentially needs to be hard. Now, I know loads of people love runny eggs um, and they like the cookie dough and they like the, you know, homemade mayonnaise with, with raw eggs. Um, but I think we know that salmonella can be um, a nasty infection in particular groups of people. So, you know, the very young or the very old or people who are pregnant or they have already an immune problem. Mm -hmm. So I say for those people, really do be very careful about making sure that you you cook your eggs all the way through because um, a dose of salmonella for most people is a really unpleasant illness, but you get over it. Occasionally we do sadly see that a salmonella infection can precipitate a much more serious condition and occasionally people do die. Something definitely to be avoided. Um, what about storage of eggs then? Uh, yes, that's always a, a, a good question. Um, I, it, for me, I, I think it's much better to keep eggs in the refrigerator mm-hmm. um, if you can because the bacteria grow depending on the temperature. Yes, so yep. the warmer it is, the more likely bacteria will proliferate. So keeping them in um, in the fridge is a, is a good thing to do. Of course, if you're cooking them and they've come out of the fridge, they need to be cooked a little bit longer because they've you know, got to get up to that higher temperature. So often it's better to, if you like your four-minute egg, get them up to room temperature first before you cook them. Well, then, let's very quickly touch on uh, people who are purchasing chooks or getting chooks. I know um, Agriculture Victoria at the moment have linked some of the salmonella outbreaks down to uh, certain chicken farms or backyard outfits. What should people be looking for when they're um, maybe starting off a, a small brood of chooks? So, yes, that's right. Agriculture Victoria, for one of our cases, has managed to trace it back to a commercial farm that farm is now under quarantine and there's no eggs in production from there. But that hasn't explained all of our other cases and we're still trying to trace everything back to see if there is a common link somewhere. Mm-hmm. 
If you're buying chickens, it's really important to purchase them if they can be already vaccinated from a reliable commercial commercial source. Mm-hmm. Um, a good starter flock usually is about four to five birds, aged 16 to 24 weeks. Um, and that's probably enough birds for a, for a household if that's what you're looking for. It's worth being aware that most councils have bylaws that yes, limit yep. the number of chickens that you can keep on a property. So you need to check in with your council and you might need a permit. And certainly if you're having more than 50 um, chickens in by law, you need something called a property identification code for that property, which I think you get from Agriculture Victoria. Fantastic. Well, uh, thank you so much for having a chat today. We'll put a uh, copy of this up as a podcast on the 9 to 1 Facebook page. But uh, all those very handy hints, making sure that if you're uh, dealing with chooks on a day-to-day basis in the backyard, to uh, wash your hands thoroughly to avoid any potential contamination and to make sure if you're cooking with eggs that they're uh, cooked through thoroughly. Well, thank you so much for uh, having a chat this morning, Dr. Andy Bone. You're very welcome. As the song said, they're looking for a volunteer. What about community volunteering? Community volunteering refers to volunteers who work to improve community enhancement efforts in the area in which they live. Neighbourhood, church and community groups play a key role in building strong cities from the neighbourhoods up. Supporting these unstaffed groups can enable them to succeed in a variety of areas which connect social, environmental and economic boundaries. Volunteers can conduct a wide range of activities. Volunteering is generally considered an altruistic activity intended to promote good or improve human quality of life. It is considered as serving the society through own interest, personal skills or learning, which in return produces a feeling of self-worth and respect instead of money. Volunteering is also famous for the skill development to socialise and to have fun. It is also intended to make contacts for possible employment or for a variety of other reasons. Volunteering takes many forms and can be performed by anyone with own set of skills. Many volunteers are specifically trained in the areas they work in, such as medicine, education or emergency rescue. Other volunteers serve on as an as-needed basis, such as in response to a natural disaster or for a beach clean-up. A volunteer must realise that the offer of help is a matter of choice, is an unpaid activity, but is a legitimate way in which citizens can participate in the activities of their community, such as neighbourhood watch, working in an op shop, Meals on Wheels, Scouts and Girl Guides, sport at a local level such as working in a tuck shop. In fact, there's many things you could possibly think about. For me, radio is one of the most powerful resources to help the community at large in this regard. Volunteering for radio comes in many forms such as presenter-announcer, production, receptionist, sales representative, research, script-writing news, and any other activity that can be used, such as a bus driver for outside broadcast bus. A volunteer must realise the offer of help is a matter of choice, is an unpaid activity, but is a legitimate way in which the citizens can participate in the activities of their community. So why don't you think about it? Would you like to volunteer in something? I'm sure that you could. And we at OCRFM are always looking for volunteers. We don't stand so close in-
market aisles. We gotta keep our masks on just for a little while. And if it's safe to stay at home, then just stay at home. We gotta all grow up and do whatever helps us move along. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about all of us together. It's what we need to do. That was the song, A Recipe for Romance, and that sort of ties in with what the uh, recipe for today is, which is called Sex in a Pan. We'll start off with the base. You need half a cup of butter, one cup of crushed nuts, half a cup of brown sugar, and one cup of plain flour. You knead and press into the greased oblong baking dish, lasagna dish, and you bake for 20 minutes in a medium oven. Then you have to mix one 8-ounce packet of cream cheese and one cup of icing sugar. When smooth, add 4 ounces of whipped cream and spread over the cooked base. When that is done, you can mix one pack of chocolate instant pudding mix, one pack of vanilla instant pudding mix, and three cups of milk. Stir until smooth. Pour over cream cheese layer, and when set, spread with whipped cream and grated chocolate. And you keep it in the fridge. I hope you enjoy that. The recipe can also be got from the station. Bushwhackers there with Billy of Tea. And to finish it off for today is Arthur Blanche and whatever floats your boat. Bye now. (laughs) 